Hello everyone, welcome to the episode 76 of Solar Saturday. The guest we have today, Pedrica Bresson, is a researcher and science communicator. She holds two MDs in music and musicology and a PhD in computer science. The vision underlying her work concerns the co-evolution of technology and culture. A Fulbright and Marie Curie alumna, as a researcher, she has published 30 plus peer-reviewed articles, chaired international events, and guest edited a special issue on the Journal of New Music Research. As a communicator, she is currently busy with the production of video interviews in English and Italian, which she hosts on her YouTube channel. She started the podcast Technoculture in 2018 and writes about science and society. This looks amazing. I'm sure there are a lot of computer science people out there who would be looking forward to this episode. So let's just welcome her and hear about her career journey. How did she find her area of interest and managing to lead that? Hello, Federica. Very happy to have you on the show and really appreciate all your time and consideration being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And uh, moving towards our first section is about the passion and interest. So the first question that we have is, how did you find your interest in the computer science or technology? What steps did you take to pursue your passion and what motivates you to be an entrepreneur? So well, yeah. it's a lot of questions. I'm not often asked these questions. Uh-huh. And the honest answer about technology, I think, is because when I was a little girl, uh-huh. my dad was always tweaking with radios and building circuits. Like our house was a workshop uh-huh. um, of electronics. And, you know, he was just building and taking radios apart. And I was fascinated by that. I didn't know that it would become such passion in my life. Uh, But when it was time to choose what high school to go to, I had chosen a high school that taught you how to make circuits and tweak these kinds of things. But my father opposed me in that decision because he wanted me to study the, you know, Latin, the classic literature and general culture you need for life. And the fights we had, I cannot tell you, I ended up giving in just because you're 14 then and to this day I hold it against him that I knew what I wanted because I ended up doing technology so today I cannot solder and build things but I talk about the technology and then I love learning about new technologies so I think it started there not just by seeing him it's not just adoration emulation is that by having these things around the house I would just play with them so I used to walk around the house and record myself with a little microphone and a tape recorder so I touched these things and I was fascinated by them and growing up I don't know if that makes your passion but growing up I have experienced you know the advent of the internet Mm -hmm. and just before that you know mobile phones because I didn't have one growing up. Uh, I had my first mobile phone when I was 16. And I was the first among so many of my friends. I got it for certain reasons. I still pushed to have it because I wanted to. But, you know, I have seen so much of this technology come 
into our hands and I'm still amazed by what comes out. So I think that by the fast pace at which this technology evolves, that it keeps your interest alive because there's always something new to discover. So I think this is how I came to learn about technology. Plus, if I may add, probably it's just fun to play with as if it's like a, a relationship with the environment. It's in the world. This technology is outside of you for the moment. I don't have chips implanted in my skin. This technology is like toys and stuff that is around your house. And it will be even more with demotics and smart homes. So it's a relationship with the environment also. Mm-hmm. I like that, the gadgets and the tools. And how did I pursue this passion? I, it pursued me. Uh-huh. I never had a plan, you know, I never had a plan to become what I am today, although I love it very much. I think it suits me, but I didn't have a plan. I believe more than in life, you just discover what to do next at every turn. Mm-hmm. Like the road reveals itself. So you know what pulls you, you know your passions. And I've always known my passions, but that I would be even, you know, did anybody talk about podcasts 30 years ago? No, they didn't. So how could I have a plan? Mm-hmm. You do this so you just you know it's a lifetime of decisions that takes you where you are so I never set out a plan Mm -hmm. to be where I am now but how I pursued it is probably the best answer is by being true to myself every time I had to take a decision in life whether to do the PhD or not Mm -hmm. or to take a job or not to do this or that you choose what you're passionate about and if you follow your passions then someone like you one day asks you about it how did you do it yes that's very true actually and one more point that you mentioned how fast we can see the technology evolving that is very valid point actually because when we were growing up definitely we did not have the access to the technologies whether it was the computers or the mobiles but now if you see uh, kids in the early age like you know six and seven they can use the mobiles like they yeah. are growing that like you know they understand it like even though like a two years three years old they watch their youtube channels like you know so it's like a great thing to see sometimes that when we see it as an advantage and the learning that they get at the early age so thank you so much for sharing that point. Uh, moving towards our next section is about questions from the audience. And uh, actually, we had a very great response for this particular episode. Uh, I think uh, there are a lot of people who are the computer scientists out there who are like, you know, did their undergrad or the master's or PhDs in the computer science. And they were really looking forward to this episode. But, and it was hard for me to shortlist the questions. But I tried to keep wow. it a little more... Uh, specific to you so mm-hmm. first question that we have is if you would like to inspire others to be a technologist what would you like to tell them why learning technology is important so i think that i would like to motivate and inspire other people who kind of already have it in them to want engaged with technology i would never tell someone come into this field no, if they already don't have that passion. I think that mm-hmm. you, you got to do what interests you or like some good mentors that I 
met along my you know uh, education said if you're not passionate about what you do you cannot be innovative Mm -hmm. you cannot do original work so if i were to inspire them i think that i could just share uh, my vision about technology which is never disconnected from society and human beings Mm -hmm. it's never even when you talk about technology unless it's like an engineering publication like just technical whenever you talk about technology if you really scratch beyond the surface it's never about the technology it's always about what it means to us what purpose it serves for humans how humans receive it what problems it may cause to humans so it's a little bit like science fiction okay it's literature it's fantasy um but um, Isaac Asimov in the preface of a collection of um, novels once wrote uh, many, many years later that the novels were published. This was a collection. He said, it's not that you have to look at these novels and see which ones came true, because that's not the purpose of science fiction literature to guess what will be, you know, science fiction just creates a scenario where, yeah, it's about the technology that does not exist. So it's very sexy for some people, but it sets the conditions for a human scenario to play out. Uh, You know, before anyone had cars, before cars existed, if someone could envision that cars existed, one could argue, well, what happens if then everybody has a car, then we're going to have traffic jams and Uh you you cannot find a parking spot. And what happens when you don't find a parking spot? Then you may argue with someone or be late or get a specific type of nervous that our ancestors didn't know. So it's the human scenario. Sorry for the little bit of detour, but whenever I think of a new technology and you can play with it and get excited, I always think, how do people use it? What difference does it make to them? What difference do the services that come to us now make in our life that things are faster, easier? Some things are not easier yet. I'm so mad with designers sometimes, software designer, interface designers. Uh Uh I really think there's often lots of room for improvement Uh in how these devices adapt to us Mm. Uh, they should make our lives much easier but to go back to your question i think that that's the key to be more inspired by this field because it's not cold and detached about things it's not about things at all it's very much about humans and at the same time if you become a technologist and then you you bring these things to a wider audience that's your message you're not speaking technical specs of a new product that exists too but you know when steve jobs was presenting a new product on the stage and everything that wasn't about how wide the screen is and how this works he was talking about a vision you see especially apple build a brand behind a, a style a design elegance and minimalism and a vision a vision so that's what you talk about when you talk about technology about people so that's Uh interesting right yeah yeah that's very interesting and as you mentioned actually uh, that is very true that technology and creativity though both the things goes hand in hand actually you have to be creative when you are working with the technology 
so you can't just be mundane actually uh, coming and you know doing your job it's more or about creativity as well and uh, as you mentioned about the steve jobs yes steve jobs has like your very specific time like you know even though microsoft had acquired all the market they come up with something which grabbed the people attentions and that happened because of the vision and the creativity that they had so thank you so much for sharing that and highlighting those points next one more question that we have is uh, more specific about your job role actually so what technology journalists do i think people are not uh, much aware of that kind of a role in the technology what's the question again what what technology journalists do oh tech journalists do well they can do many different things um they can you know explain a new technology mm-hmm. to a wider audience which is really how it works uh-huh. which you which you may not necessarily need to be a user of that thing but if you're interested you might want to know what's behind the scenes a little bit uh and your job is to know enough that's why I, you know the phd in computer science comes in handy uh-huh. i know enough to understand these things and this has always been my place because you know i have a phd in computer science but up to a master's degree level of two master's degrees in music and musicology. So I come from the humanities on the other side. Mm-hmm. It wasn't painless to switch, but I did it with great passion. And, and I've always been this uh, um, link between the two fields. Mm-hmm. So I know enough to understand, but I can translate that to that that effectively to you know my mom or someone like that because uh it's it's easy for me and that comes with the personality in your personal history nobody can really teach you that to put myself in the shoes of someone Uh like that you know or you can go back to my childhood and imagine me asking my dad what is this what is this what is i'm extremely curious Uh so it's it's easy for me to put myself in the shoes of someone who would ask oftentimes dumb questions like what is this why is this so what's this for so the way i try to explain technology when i do is always in a way that satisfies the reader or the listener it's not i explain to you like from my ex cathedra in Uh scientific technical terms because sometimes have you noticed you listen to an explanation a definition of something it sounds beautiful you you feel that it's correct and all and at the end you're like but i didn't get that you know explain to me like so that i understand you do a public service by doing that because if we don't know how any of this works we are alienated from our environment we already don't know how the washing machine works but these things we really really they they we live in symbiosis with them so you know some knowledge some understanding is uh-huh very good for the users to have in every interview i do on cybersecurity, the yeah. experts say that the software designers and experts must do their part but the users also must know what the risks are and what they are doing it's a little bit like with law sort of mm-hmm. ignorance is not tolerated to some extent with technology so you explain back to your question you explain the technology and sometimes well, that's mostly what you can comment on technology. You can already present, you're not a neutral 
channel, but you can express your opinion if you have one. You uh-huh. may, as a technologist, uh, criticizing a technology, mm-hmm. raising, uh, you know, issues on, you know, you know, we've all heard about exposing personal data, or is it true or not that this mm-hmm. 5G, 6G, you know, um, um, waves hurt our health is it true or not you can it's things that are not certain yet all these privacy issues you can comment on them and try to you know not just impose your view on the audience but start a dialogue and a conversation i think that's hugely important because for the most part this technology comes Prepackaged, it's not really do it yourself. Mm-hmm. You use your phone as is, it's not customizable more than much. So, everything you have around you comes from businesses and often, mm-hmm. oftentimes big, big companies, large corporations. Mm-hmm. It's always good as users, as a people of the world, to keep these manufacturers mm-hmm. in check. What are they doing? Because they really impact our lives. So, I don't have short answers. Uh, you can stop me to think. Explain no, no, technology. No, actually, no, no, it's great to listen as well, right? Uh, it's very valuable points that you are mentioning. So the first valid point that you mentioned and which is very important when we are dealing with the technology is that communication or explaining that technology. Technology is there to simplify the ways we do the work. It is not to complex the things. So that is a very valid point, actually. So people out there would definitely find it interesting that uh, technology is a lot more about simplifying the things rather than making it complicated. So if your technology is making things complicated, then definitely that is not a technology which is going to have the long-term you know, uh, vision or long-term uh, sustainability in the market. So those are very valid points. And thank you so much for sharing. Uh, moving towards our next segment is the fun segment where I'm going to give you three keywords and you have to tell me whatever comes to your mind. Those keywords are associated with your profile, actually. Mm-hmm. And you have to just tell me kind of a replacement keyword or kind of a short definition. So whatever comes to your mind, it is just like, you know, instinct thing. So are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. So the first word is music. Passion. Oh, wow. Second <laughs> is technology. Excuse me? Second word is technology. Fun. Mm-hmm. And the third word is podcast. Lots of work. <laughs> no, I can see that actually the way you were telling me the minute details also, right? So definitely shows your passion towards it. You uh, must know that. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that. I am just a beginner actually. I'm not, I don't have like a huge experience yet, but I'm learning from my guest also. Actually, I'm getting a lot of mentorship, like, you know, well, like this you is are. my first time on the other side, my first time on this side, never been a guest before. So, oh, that's great, oh, great to have you then. Thank I'm you. not in control. <laughs> I feel nervous. No, no, you are doing great, actually. So thank you so much for being my show. I'm really overwhelmed now to listen to that. Um, So moving towards our next segment is about your career work and volunteering, where I have shortlisted a couple of questions for you. So the first question that we have is your educational background is in computer science and music. How do you see your educational background helping you in your 
current profession or how do you see important of it in your day-to-day life day-to-day like a job yeah i know the answer i know the answer the answer is i know many people study something in uh-huh. college or university and then have to find a job mm-hmm. how what i studied helps me is a tricky question since the beginning since before when i was 16 then 20 i have pursued my passions which have always been actually music and technology so i went through my education mm-hmm. you know there wasn't a program at university that would combine these two things like that so i chose music first and then i switched and i went to computer science and I made my own profile. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that backfires because you're not, you don't fit in in neither community. But mm-hmm. you know, who cares? I do what I love, and sometimes the reward is great. So how does it help me? It it, it doesn't help me. It just it is what I do. It is my profile, but not because I had the education and the degree. It's because I had the passion even before going to university, and I've. It's never been a straight line. It's not that easy. You know, you take detours and I've been a musician for a few years, period. Like I wasn't dealing with technology at all, more than any one of us does in everyday life. I feel at my age right now that things just converge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a very good way of putting it because I was a journalist also before I did my PhD for a couple of years. I've had a gap between my master's um, my master's degree and my PhD. And in between, I was a journalist, I was a teacher, I was a musician. Mm-hmm. And look, all of this now just converges and comes together. So mm-hmm. this is how it helps me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was there another part to the question? How yeah, that, no, that was the question, actually. So it is more or about, uh, as you took it like the right way, that most of the times people don't find their passion and they take the education and then they are doing something else in their day-to-day job so how do you see it aligned with your profession because it is very much aligned right whatever education you did but as you mentioned that you found your passion you did your education because you were passionate about that field and that is a very valid point Uh, sometimes Mm -hmm. people struggle to get that passion and I think it's okay to experiment if you are not able to find the passion early at your age about any specific field so thank you so much for sharing and moving towards one more question under that segment which is any of your interesting research project or any of your favorite topic of discussion on your podcast would you like to share with the audience? Well, I'm really curious. Yeah. I'm really, really curious. So I'm interested in so many topics, especially because I get to speak to these experts of each thing that I know something about, but there's so much you can ask to the expert. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite topics is cybersecurity Mm -hmm. because from a technical point of view, technical scientific point of view, it's super complex. It's always nice to hear them try to explain to you because oftentimes I don't believe we even can without having all the mathematical background and all of that. Mm -hmm. Number two, um, philosophy is involved even. Mm -hmm. You can link it with that. And third, 
I was lucky enough to meet some people that showed to me how cybersecurity, which always evoked images of something greatly technical in my mind, is actually something very socially relevant. So mm -hmm. cybersecurity, again, can be approached from the point of view of the algorithms and all of that protocols, but it's a lot about the people again. So cybersecurity is a wide topic that I love to talk about. And, and then also the relationship between technology and society, the co-evolution of technology and society. My podcast is called Technoculture. Uh -huh. You know, the, yeah. word, the word was coined many years ago in a specific context. And I don't use it in that way, but the first time I heard it without knowing the context, it just spoke to me. I said, that's it. That's technoculture in one word sounds nice. That's that's what I do. So my podcast is called Technoculture. Uh -huh. And that's what I like to talk about. Yes. And you're a perfect guest for my podcast, actually. And the way I got, I grabbed attention towards is because of your podcast, Technoculture. The name itself is very catchy. And uh, through my podcast, also, we are talking about a culture that we are in. So thank you so much for being my guest. Uh, Moving towards our next segment is tips or advice. You already gave a lot of tips, actually. So just to summarize in this particular section and give uh, references to the students about any books or the courses that you would like to recommend them who are looking to build their career in this particular field or grow in it and looking this as their long-term career option. Well, uh, I don't know what you mean exactly by in this field and this career, because so it's more about technology and computer science. And how do you see that? Like, you know, yeah, how yeah. Kind of advice would you like to give to them? Um, so huge. You can be you can be so many different things. You can be a developer, a designer, a project manager. You can be so many different things uh, that it's really hard to point you to one direction. Um, I would, if, if you let me, since I did not prepare like a list of books and titles and stuff to read, I could turn your question around and just say, um, you know, as a, something that I feel the responsibility of, uh -huh. if you want to have a career in technology, whatever role you have, even if it's, uh, in plain sight or you're more working behind the scenes, you will have an impact on people's lives. So if you want to pursue this career, I hope you like it and it matches what you like to do, but always remember that you will have an impact on people's lives. So don't do it lightly. You know, mm -hmm. there will be a little bit of you in whatever work you do that then comes out on the other side as technology, hardware or software or the way something is presented um, the, the community that is reached mm -hmm. by your product or the product that you contributed with a little piece to. You know, so that, just uh, a call for responsibility, social responsibility. Mm -hmm. Wow, very wise actually. And I'm just loving talking to you. Uh, but just because of the time limit, we are moving towards the closure segment, uh, which is more or about leadership. And the way you are talking I can definitely tell that you are a leader in your area of interest. So what is your leadership style and any specific leader that you always follow or admire and why? Well, I thank you because you're calling me um, a leader. 
I work as a freelancer for the most part now, so I don't have my group. I don't have anyone to coordinate. But when I was uh, at university, first as a doctorate student and also a couple of years after that, as a postdoctoral researcher, I have had great mentoring. Uh So I really have a model to look up to um, on, you know, how you how you build the group, how you set the conditions so that people can work well, how you do take the best out of people. And so my leadership style, if I had a team would be precisely that of, you know, me, the word, the leader, you, you're not a, the, the watchdog, Uh, you try to take the best out of people. Mm-hmm. And, and try to interfere with that the least possible. I think that that's, you know, my network, people are the greatest asset of my career and of my life, because many of them I'm so lucky to call friends. So when you work with some people, if you're in this role of the boss or mm-hmm. what I like to do is to take the best out of people. I don't have a team right now. So the only other way I can think of myself as a leader is in this indirect way through my work, through my clips, mm-hmm. by influencing someone. And I don't have a huge following for now. So I, I, I'm happy you're having me on your podcast. It feels like a bit by bit, some things are coming together. Mm-hmm. I wish I had more traction, but that has to come with time because I feel I still need to grow a lot. But mm-hmm. I know that for one person that leaves a comment, there are seriously around a hundred that thought something and didn't tell you something mm-hmm. positive, let's say. Let's mm-hmm. negative, positive, I don't care. But every now and then, casually, someone told me how one of my clips impacted them. Uh-huh. And I'm always floored. Like, I had no idea. So even if I don't know it, I know that I'm making an impact at some level out there. So what's my style in Mm -hmm. that I cannot have a leadership style in that it's just I really believe in the job I do and I'm trying to find my style which is never spectacular I hate to spectacularize science and technology because it is interesting enough by the way you don't have to make it catchy with Mm -hmm. you know and And because I believe it's important, so I don't want to trivialize it by making fun of it and making jokes. I I love comedy. Some some communication is so well done with jokes and stuff. I haven't crafted that yet. It's not my style. So I would call myself a little bit old school Mm -hmm. in that. So that's my style. And the people who appreciate that watch. And some of them, I know, take something home from that. Yep, yep. And you are doing great, actually. I have given listen to a couple of podcast episodes. And as you mentioned, influencing others is also one of the leadership style. You don't have to have the team, actually. Leading your own life and own passion is also kind of a leadership. So yeah. you are doing great and really appreciate all your time and consideration being on the Solid Saturday. This was definitely, definitely a very valuable as well as insightful episode for us. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I love doing this and good luck with your own show. Yeah, thank you. Wow, that is all about Federica and the way she's leading her area of interest. 
before we close i am going to have a closure quote from lyndon b johnson and the quote says if future generations are to remember us more with gratitude than sorrow we must achieve more than just the miracles of technology we must also leave them a glimpse of the world as it was created not just as it looked when we got through with it and on that quote we are closing today's episode see you guys in the next episode until we meet happy leading let's lead together stay safe bye for now